Hey guys, this is Milan Milan, and we are here talking about one world religion, seven years, and let's put on the armor of God. Now, before we begin, I like to start with prayer. So let's just bow our heads. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for this podcast. I thank you for all who are listening, Father, as I feel they have been led to the podcast. I ask that every word, Lord, is from you. And that you speak to, you speak to us, Lord. You speak to us. That it resonates that the light bulb goes off, that it finally clicks. I ask that you continue to strengthen us as we await for your return. Amen. All right. So that was a little weird how the music started as I was praying. It was already supposed to be on. I don't know what was going on with it originally, but okay. All right, y'all. So we're going to get into this one world religion that they're trying to put out. So I have this little clip, but before we get into it, I'm just going to give you a little bit of a background. So this one word religion is not anything new. It's always something that's been in place. Nimrod tried it back in Genesis 10, 8 and 11, 4. You see that he was um, in opposition of God. And... They wanted to build a city and a tower, and they wanted this tower to reach the heavens so that they could worship their gods they created in their way of thinking. Um, They were worshiping the sun, stars, and moon. So here we go. In the beginning, they're trying to worship creation and not the creator. All right. So what they're doing... With this whole one word religion is not new. It's been just a story that's been replayed and revamped, and it still has the same goal is to put anything, anyone ahead of the one true living God. So here's this thing I want to bring up this whole one world religion. So you see right here, I'm going to 
to go ahead and just share. It says, One World Religion, One World Religion refers to the merging of all existing religions to establish a single global religion. In the picture shown above, Pope Francis meets with religious leaders from all around the world urging them to build a future together or there will be no future at all says who what are you talking about right so let's just go into it you see right here some signed covenant right mm-hmm y'all know y'all know you've been reading your bibles you know what they talking about is not something like that is exactly that that that's what they're trying to do all right so here's the little story about it the announcement of the abrahamic family house right on the sidiat island of abu dhabi follows a visit by pope francis to the uae in february the first pope to the to the Arabian Peninsula. During a trip, the Pope signed a joint declaration with the Grand Imam of Izar, Dr. Ali Al Taib, that called for religious tolerance and dialogue, an interfaith council to oversee projects advancing tolerance was formed as a result of the declaration and named the higher committee of human fraternity the abrahamic family house as its first initiative now this is horrible this is not at all what our god has told us we should be doing he did tell us that this would occur but not that this is what we should be doing all right so that's that. Now I'm going to give some scripture. So, Bible's out. It says in John 15, 19, how we are to be set apart. So if I go to John 15, 19, it says... If you were of the world, the world would love his own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Right? Second Corinthians. And it's 6 verse 17. And that says, There, come out from among them. And be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. Also, just look in Romans 12, verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And one more I'm going to give you about us being separate. It's Psalm 4, 
three. And that one says, but God that the Lord, but know that the Lord has set apart for himself who is godly. The Lord will hear when I call to him. So right there, we are not to be of this world. We are not to be like them. We are called to be set apart. Now, if we look in James 4.4, James 4.4 says, Adulterers and adulteresses, do do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever, therefore, wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. So, you either a friend of the world or you're Jesus' friend. You with Jesus, you stand with Jesus, you follow Jesus, or you follow and stand with this world, right? It's one or the other. You cannot straddle the fence. So, when you are not going to go with this whole one or religion, they're going to be calling us difficult. Oh, you're not loving. You can't be Christian. Christians don't do that. They don't read the Bible. But we do, right? We do. People of the world don't read the Bible. Those who want God, those who love God, those who follow God are obedient to his word. We are to be in our word daily. These are his love letters. Do not be Deceived, do not be fooled by what they are saying, what they're trying to do. It looks nice, like, oh, let's all get along. But when you read your Bible, it's deceptive. You see that they're trying to deceive the masses, right? They're going to call us unreasonable. Oh, you must be the enemy. Look at you, you're a troublesome person, right? But it's okay. Because our God has warned us that these things will happen. He's warned us. So let's not worry. But just know, this is what they out here already doing. They've been doing it. But look, it's coming up next year. According to them, it's coming up next year. So, there was a podcast I did, and it was called, Why is Jesus the Only Way? There's three different parts, right? So... These three different parts, um, I'm trying to bring up, so you can see what I'm referring to. I'm going to share my, uh, one of my podcasts is, um, Podbean. All right, so I'm going to share this one so you can see what it looks like. Why is Jesus the only way? Part one. So right here, I'm talking about um, the Islamic faith and Catholicism, right? So this is what you would look for if you wanted to hear that podcast. And again, this is on Podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N. And in this podcast, I speak of why Jesus is the only way. And I am comparing these two different faiths against the Christian faith, against the relationship that we have with our God and how these are two very different ones, right? They're not the same. They're not Christianity. Also, don't be fooled with that. 
They are not Christianity. They are of the devil. Their theology is evil. Okay. So for Islam, they have their theology from the Quran and the Sunnah. And they talk about the seven-year peace agreement. And the seven-year peace agreement um, is basically what we were reading when we read in the book of Revelations, okay, about the seven-year peace agreement that they come about, the Antichrist, okay? So they have this person called the Mahdi, which is also known as the 12th Imam. And when I tell you, baby, he looked just like what our Bible says the Antichrist is. So if you want to listen to that, there is that um, there for you. And specifically in that podcast, it is five minutes, 57 seconds to 10 minutes, 45 seconds. I'm speaking about the faith of Islam. And then for the Catholicism, they believe in praying to Mary, which is Mary's up in heaven. She can't hear our prayers. Jesus hears our prayers. Jesus answers our prayers. But they say that Mary hears and and, um, she prayed. We prayed to her. Well, they prayed to her. So because Jesus is, um, he's busy. He's really busy. So she helps. Now, I don't know why. And I'm sure they probably don't say it like that. But that's exactly what they put out. Okay. That's what they put out. So if you want to listen to that part, it's literally right after the Islamic one, which is 10 minutes, 45 seconds to 13 minutes and nine seconds. Not going to speak much on that, but just understand that this is not of God. It's not of God. And I say that to tell you to, for anyone who was thinking, oh, it's okay for them to practice their own religion. It's okay in this world. This world has given us freedoms that, well, let me back that up. God has given us freedom. We have freedom of choice. This world is founded on Christian beliefs. So in that aspect, we do have freedoms. However, what they chose is going to lead them to hell. And so it would be unloving if I said nothing and knew it, right? So we can call it out. And this is not to attack anyone. But this is to call out it for what it is. And if you know anyone who is Muslim or anyone who follows the uh, Catholicism doctrine, pull them to the side and tell them about Jesus. Share Christ's love with them. Right? When we are to go out and, and preach the gospel, share the good news of our Lord and Savior returning, that's our mission field. It's those who are lost, those who don't know Jesus at all, those who don't believe in the God. Show why there is one true living God. Those who have followed the wrong doctrine. Show why Jesus is the only way, right? Just like it says at the bottom of this, John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. 
Amen. So we are not to be conformed. Do not follow this whole one word religion. We follow Christ and Christ alone, right? He is the beginning and the end. He is our living Savior. He is our only God. Only God. Only God. With all capitals. Only God. Only Jesus saves. Okay? No other religion is going to save. Islam not going to save you. Buddha is not going to save you. None of them. Mary can't save you. Jesus saves. Alright. So I think that point was made. <laughs> now I was just talking about the seven years, right? So seven years ago, it was 2014. I honestly can't tell you what I was doing in 2014. I did think about it as I was um, doing the study and all, but I I can't. I just know it was a while ago. And I must have lifted because I'm here in 2021. And um, so, yeah. But what I will say is that's a long time. Clearly, that's a long time. Seven years is a long time. Uh, with that being said, let's not be here seven years during the tribulation. Okay? Because that's how long tribulation is. That's God's wrath onto the entire world. For not choosing him, for living their own life, for doing evil to people, for not putting God first, okay? Because it's sin, it's all sin, everything. God's wrath is is rightful and it's just. He's definitely been patient, very, very patient. And no, we're not in tribulation yet. I'm about to go through what tribulation looks like. If you will look in Revelation, because that's where it's all at, that I'm finna go over. That's where all of this, what I'm about to read over is at. So I'm not going to be saying the book, just know I'm going to give you the chapter and the verses, because everything that I'm going over is specifically all in Revelation. I'm not saying it's not mentioned anywhere else. What I'm saying is, it's all in the book of Revelation that I'm going over. And I'm going to give you the chapter and the verses. So, first, it's going to be a false Christ, right? The Antichrist. He's going to come on the scene, and he's going to be all, all great, and, oh, I'm going to make everything okay. Don't worry. I got y'all. Everything's going to be okay. It's going to be peace, and this and that, right? And that's when I believe it's going to be that seven-year peace agreement, and all this. Everything's going to be just lovely, right? Mm -mm. That's what he says. It's going to fool a lot of people. And I'm wanting y'all to tell y'all, listen, don't fall for it. Let's get in our Bibles. Let's know what our Lord and Savior has said. Do not fall for what this world is trying to put in front of us as truth, because it's not. So in 6-4, it talks about killing one another. It's going to be war. And if you want, just try to imagine how evil. And this is, this is going to be bad, you guys. 6-6 six, six talks about the rich will not be affected because it's going to be a famine going on where it's going to be 
food very, very sparsely, right, across the entire world. And so the rich won't be affected because it's like a way in the scales where it says in 6-6 to not touch um, the oil, right? Because um, I believe the oil, let me see. Let me go to 6-6 real quick in Revelation. And it says... To Revelation 6. Yeah, Revelation 6. So it says, okay, so it says, do not harm the oil and the wine. Specifically, that's what it says. So basically, the oil and the wine, back in 6 6, we're just talking about, is what the rich man's food is, right? Don't touch that. It's the other part. It's everything else. Just don't touch that part, though. So now the rich may not be affected in the beginning, <clears throat> but they will be. So six eight then talks about death and killing and hunger, right? Because famine, after famine, what happens? Hunger. People are killing each other. There's death because it's not enough food for people to eat. Beasts on the earth will be killing. Okay, beasts on the earth will be killing. Don't want to be here. 612 through 614 speaks of cosmic disturbances. 87 speaks of hail and fire mingled with blood, destroying earth, a third of the trees, right? 88 speaks of fire into the sea, and a third of the sea is now blood. Eight nine, a third of the creatures in the sea are dead, and a third of the ships are destroyed. Eight ten, a star fell from heaven, a third of the rivers, um, fountain waters are destroyed, and water is made bitter. Eight twelve, a third of the sun, a third of the moon, a third of the stars, and a third of the day was now darkened. Nine two and nine four talks about locusts from the bottomless pit. Uh huh harming men who didn't have the seal of God on their foreheads. 9.18 speaks about releasing the plagues and a third of all mankind killed. Now it's going to get real, real bad. You don't want to be here for that. And understand that's going to be going on. Seven years of tribulation. The first three and a half years are just tribulation, but the last three and a half years is called the Great Tribulation, okay? Because it's horrific. Don't want to be here. Do not want to be here. So that peace agreement, yeah, he talks about it. Let's have it for a signing of peace treaty for seven years. But in the middle of that, that's when it just gets really, really bad. Okay. In the middle of the seven years, that's when it gets really, really bad. So let's just gird up, right? Let's put on the armor of God. So right here, if we look in Ephesians, right? Ephesians 6, verse 10, the whole armor of God. And I'm reading from the New King James Version, okay? And I'm going to start at 11, where it says, 
Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, have girded your waist with truth, having put on the blessed breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery dots of the wicked one and having the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God praying always with all prayers and supplication in the spirit being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all saints and for me that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly and make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Y'all, gird up. The enemy tries us every single day. There is not a day that he stops. So why would we stop? Gird up. Read your word. Read the love letters that our Lord and Savior has left us. Right? Read it. Right here. It tells you. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That's this. That's the Bible. If we stay in our Bibles, it's less likely that we would be fooled. Right? Because we know what God says. We know if we stay close to God, the devil has that less of a chance on destroying us and taking us down with him. If we stay in the word of God, we can warn others so they can get in the word of God. And then we have on our armor of God, just as it says right here in Ephesians, right in the beginning, the whole armor of God, not just part of it. He said the whole armor of God. Amen. So we are to stay in our word, y'all. Stay in your word. Get closer and closer and closer to the most high. Prayer is to be done without ceasing. The devil is pretty crafty. He's gonna try, he's gonna try to convince you otherwise from what our Lord and Savior has told us. But if we stay in our word, we know better. So I wanted to point that out. And it's something else I'm gonna talk about. Um, I don't know when, maybe I'm going to study some more on it. I'm going to study some more on it. Um, but it's, it's leading back about what we read in the garden of Eden and how to kind of break that down. 
it's a lot to go with that. But okay, I'm gonna speak more about it when I do more study on it. But um, we are to have on our armor of God. He said it right here. So it's not me telling you I am the messenger. <laughs> Telling you exactly what's in God's word. Y'all, this is part one. Part one is done. All right. We're going to get on to part two. And I am going to be reading the Sermon on the Mount. We're going to find that in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And then we're going to get into an explanation of judgment. What? Yes. Explaining judgment so part one is now done i thank you all for listening and i'm closing this podcast that if uh, anyone has not chosen to follow christ as of yet now is the perfect time while you still have breath in your body breath in your lungs and you are able to breathe in and out. Our God has designed our bodies so perfectly. Remember in Genesis 1, 26 and 27, we are made in his image. That's also another reason the devil can't stand us. <laughs> but okay. We are loved by the most high. If you don't know Jesus, it's a great time to get to know him now because he loves you he sent god sent his only begotten son to die for our sins what he did on that cross is he took on our sins because he loves us that much i love you all and if you want to hear more, meet me over at part two, where we're going to be talking about the Sermon on the Mount, an explanation of judgment.